This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the packet 8.net toll-free line for you. 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features on the site there are completely free. Uh, 100% free. Freetalklive.com as we jump right into the phone calls. Uh, we have a special guest on the line actually with us. He is Jim Babka, and he is the president and founder of DownsizeDC.org, one of my favorite, and I think yours as well, Mark, uh, favorite national pro-freedom organizations. Jim? I think it's the only one I like. Yeah, maybe it may be the case. Hello, Jim. Hello. It sounds like the show's improved tonight. I thought I heard a female voice there. Yes, that is Julia, and I think she's a bit of a fan of Downsize DC as well, but I don't want to speak for her. Hello. Hello. So, Jim, uh, we've got you on the line here because, well, I asked you to come back this soon, simply because we're going to be seeing you in, um, I'd say, less than a week's time, aren't we? Less than a week's time, and I'm looking forward to seeing all of you guys, and you got a chance to see how short I am. It'll be great. (laughs) (laughs) How short are you? I'm only five foot six. Oh, you are a wee little man. <laughs> well, now let's not go there. <laughs> but he's a big guy when it comes to uh, influence in Washington, D.C. He's um, doing a lot. And, it's, and his influence is growing because of DownsizeDC.org. Now, we'll talk a little bit more about the Liberty Forum here in a moment, but let's get, a de- let's get an update on DownsizeDC.org. First off, uh, the inevitable question, Jim, what is DownsizeDC.org? And then I've got, actually got an email for you. Okay. Well, DownsizeDC.org is an organization that gives, uh, that kind of turns things on its head, so to speak. Right now, it's very expensive, very difficult, uh, very complicated to, to influence Washington uh, from a taxpayer's perspective because so many government programs get passed and they, maybe they cost so little that we can't afford to all target them. We can't get up to speed. We can't research and know every single thing that the government's up to. Downsize DC, digest all that stuff, makes it simple and easy. You can do it in your bathrobe. Communicate with your congressman. Simply go to our site, downsizedc.org. There you can uh, put in your basic contact information and send a message that is simultaneously delivered to the web forms of your representative and and, uh, two senators. It's such a, uh, a brilliantly simple system. You sign up one time with DownsizeDC.org, and then every time in the future you just simply log into your account. Uh, then it, it just, like, like you say, it automatically fills in all the information you need. In fact, you don't even see it happen. You just, just simply uh, click Submit or whatever it says, OK, I'm not sure what the button is. That's how much attention I pay to it. It really is mindless. <laughs> it's submit. Yeah, you just click submit, and then uh, it sends off a customized letter, or as much as you'd like to customize it, to your representatives. Now, um, that brings me directly to my email that, uh, that I had in. I've been sort of sitting on it till we had you on the show again. It's from Nico, and he says, Hi, I want to sign up for Downsize DC, but they want my address and stuff like that. I'm a little uncomfortable about doing this. Is that information somehow accessible by anyone but the Downsize DC staff? No, it's not. Uh, just simply registering at Downsize DC, that information is kept private, and in the redesign of our website, all of that will be made abundantly clear. But uh, I can say right now with confidence that information is not shared. But that information is necessary for a couple of reasons. First of all, uh, it uh, helps us determine, using the system, who your representative and two senators are. When you put in your information with your ZIP plus four address, it says who your representative is. It tells who your senators are. So you know who it is that you're, you need to contact and how to contact them. And then, once your message is delivered, 
we use that information to fill out the forms at the website so that the Senate, senators and the representative know that they're hearing from a constituent. And okay, it's so only messages from constituents that are counted in red. This is why we don't send emails. So point of clarification, uh, no one is going to be uh, given, per se, your list of names and information. However, the representatives' offices will get that information in order to prove that you are who you say you are as a, a constituent. So your representatives and senators will have that information. Exactly. But, but and then sometimes that. they use that same information to contact you. Frequently, representative or senator's offices will send a snail mail letter, a yes. piece of paper to, your, to you. I've gotten them. I'm sure you guys have as well. Yeah, there's, one, there's one here in, uh, in New Hampshire, uh, Sununu, that does that. It's always the same crap, but hey, you know, it's <laughs> something. But that lets you know they received your message. It's kind of like getting one of those, uh, you know, due receipts when you send something certified mail. That's true, that, and that's a good point. I normally just yawn when I see those come into the mailbox, but I guess that's a good point. They are actually acknowledging you, which is more than what many representatives will do, and that is uh, do their best to ignore you. And that's something that DownsizeDC.org is really, I think, um, fantastic about, and that is bringing attention to the pro-freedom point of view on a variety of different issues as far as attention of these representatives. Instead of just being able to ignore an email, they may have a thousand um, web form su uh, submissions come in from Downsize DC supporters, and it really takes your message as an individual and amplifies it, essentially, um, by having a bunch of people participate in each issue. And, in fact, speaking of issues, Jim, why don't you give us an example of whatever the, the hot issue is right now at DownsizeDC.org? Well, a hot one for us is always the Read the Bills Act, and uh, I'm hoping even as I'm up there in New Hampshire I have a chance to promote the Read the Bills Act. This is a proposal to actually require Congress to read the bills that they pass, uh, to actually... Uh, no, have some knowledge, at least minimal, uh, to, of what is in their bills. And we say that they have to actually read the bill before they vote it into law. Uh, but not only that, they actually have to post the bill online for seven days so the public has a chance to read the bill. I really, I, I just can't imagine who could possibly oppose these ideas, especially the Read the Bills Act, except for the politicians themselves. I mean, have you, you've been getting really good response from Republicans, Democrats, Greens, a, a lot of people on this, right? Oh, yeah, we've been getting excellent response, and, and uh, usually when I come on and do a show like this, in fact, always, I, there hasn't been an exception yet, every one of the hosts has liked the idea of the Read the Bills Act, regardless of where they're at on the political spectrum. Excellent, and that's also another brilliant part about DownsizeDC.org is it brings people very quietly, very simply under the fold of, a, uh, of what is essentially, in my opinion, a, a pro-liberty organization, but at the same time just sort of doing it quietly by bringing them in under an issue that they already agree with us on. And then that gives you the opportunity through the DownsizeDC dispatch, which is your email list, uh, to essentially share other ideas with them, to share other issues that they might want to take action on. So, Jim, now, before you um, go any farther, how long is it going to be before the politicians can just can't worm their way out of it anymore? Everybody likes um, the Read the Bills Act. How come, uh, you know, I've, how are the politicians going to be able to squeeze out of it? I mean, you know, why is it taking so long? Yeah, well, you know, I know it's hard. <laughs> I really do know it's hard. They don't want to do this crap, and they have all the power. Well, we haven't reached the point where we have annoyed them to the point where we intend to annoy them. I mean, we've never expected that there was going to be a Mr. Smith goes to Washington character stand up and say, we've been wrong all these years. Right. We need to do this. We think it's going to take overwhelming, mind-numbing, intense pressure. Let me give you an idea of what I have in mind. Okay. I would like representatives and senators to come home to their districts 
And when they go and they, um, they're being interviewed by the media, they get asked about the Read the Bills Act. And then when they go and do a constituent town hall meeting, they're asked about the Read the Bills Act. And when they're in a parade and they're going down the street, people are holding up signs about the Read the Bills Act. And they get a call from their office saying, we're getting all these messages, our fax machines jammed. There's people sitting here in our office right now wanting to know when you're going to sponsor the Read the Bills Act. Frustrated, they go home at night, crawl into bed. Their spouse turns over and, look, and looks, whispers to them, when are you going to sponsor the Read the Bills Act? <laughs> that's at a that hell of point, a I think we're going to get there. Yeah, that, that's the point. <laughs> it's probably what it's going to take. So people um, who like that vision, uh, like me, should head over to DownsizeDC.org, get signed up. It's a, it's a very quick process to get signed up and uh, get on the Downsize DC dispatch list. And that way you'll be uh, clued in whenever there's something going on that uh, that you need to take action on. And, of course, you don't have to take action on everything that Jim sends your way, though I do, um, it, just because it's it's so easy. And, uh, Jim, you and I agree on so much, which is one of the reasons why I'm so excited about uh, the fact that we're all going to get to meet and uh, maybe sit down. I know there's some sort of a secret Jim Babka breakfast. Uh, really? Maybe you'll tell us about that. Uh, the, the Liberty Forum is next week. It starts on Friday. Actually, it starts earlier than that. I think there's some activities on Thursday, but it really officially kicks off uh, on Friday. There's still some open seats for registration. People can get registered at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. Jim, you're going to be doing a presentation. I want you to tell me a little bit about that. And if you can hint, uh, uh, tell us whatever you can about the uh, the breakfast with Jim, I really want to know about that as well. So I'm going to put you on hold. We'll come back to you. 800-259-9231 is the toll-free number. If you've got a question for Jim Babka, the founder, the president of DownsizeDC.org, just a fantastic pro-freedom organization, and uh, we're looking forward to meeting him next week at the Liberty Forum. We're going to talk a little bit more about that on the way. Your calls as well if you make them. Anything goes, 800-259-9231. That's the Packet8.net toll-free line. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves, toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the Packet8.net toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, and uh, that does include the archives. An entire year's worth of the program right there, front page of the website, for your downloading convenience at freetalklive.com. Let's bring Jim Babka back online. He is the founder, the president of DownsizeDC.org, one of our favorite organizations, national uh, pro-freedom organizations. Jim, you're back. I am. All right. So coming up next week, is your, uh, is your presentation going to be on Friday or Saturday at the Liberty Forum? My presentation is on Friday, Friday afternoon, I think right after lunch. Okay, so and you want to be there. You want to make sure you're there by Friday morning so you can get a seat because I have a feeling it's going to be packed. <laughs> I sure hope so. Uh, I understand that uh, early registration is going quite well, and I'm I'm really excited to, to hear that and looking forward to meeting a lot of good people. I know. I think that the uh, registrations have really picked up in the last month or so. Uh, I know that they were concerned initially that things weren't going quite as fast as they were looking for, but now I think that I believe the registrations have exceeded their expectations, so that's good news. Well, they have a really good lineup of speakers coming there, too, for that whole weekend. They sure and, do. And, uh, so John Stossel? John Stossel is going to be there, and you know Ron Paul too. You know, and, and who knows? Maybe he's going to announce his candidacy there. Someone brought that up on my show last weekend, and I, you know, it's, it's the timing is right. So it we'll would be appropriate. Happens. I mean, it's New Hampshire and everything. Yeah, That's exactly where all right. People do that sort of thing. So we're looking forward to meeting all sorts of interesting pro-liberty personalities, you included. And uh, I know you've told us this before, but for the brand new people tuning in, what is your speech or presentation going to be about? 
how New Hampshire can change the federal government forever. And that's a good thing for everybody. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is an issue that obviously applies to any state that we would go to. But New Hampshire kind of has a special state uh, status, if you know what I mean, in sure terms does. of the uh, presidential election. So that, we're be and there's some... a whole bunch of pro-freedom people moving here, which is Exactly. Uh, so we're going to kind of tie a lot of different strings together in, uh, into one pretty bow. All right. So what's this uh, secret Jim Babka breakfast thing about? Well, you know, as, uh, people who register or who... Uh, uh, want to go to this event that use the code D-O-W-N-D-C, get a 5% discount if they do that at the Liberty uh, Liberty Forum site there that you gave out, freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. Is that good right up through the event? Like if you want to register on Wednesday or like next week, you can get that 5% discount? My understanding was as long as the registration was in advance, it was good. That what was, was my understanding. So that's D-O-W-N-D-C for the discount if you've yet to register. Right. Now, we wanted to sweeten the pot a little bit and encourage people to, as many people to attend as possible. Uh, so we're having a breakfast. There's going to be an uh, off-site. Uh, right now we've got 10 reservations for it. There's a total of uh, 14 people that are going to be there. And uh, uh, all you have to do if you want to participate in this breakfast is send an email to the coordinator of the event, whose name is Irina Goddard. She's been here on your show as well. Yes. And uh, just say to Irina, I'm coming to the Free State Project to hear Jim Babka. Okay. I actually emailed Irina now, wait, did, you said there's 10 people registered, but only 14 seats available? No, there's 10 people registered, and, and that's a total of 14 people are supposed to be there so far. So how much room is there? 14 people. Well, you know, we'll make as much room as we can. I'll scarf down breakfast quickly Hundreds. and make my rounds around the table. It's just a chance to uh, to socialize and fellowship and and uh, and uh, for anybody to ask me any questions they want about what we're doing at Downsize DC and so forth. Hmm, gotcha. I think that's, uh, that's pretty cool. Now, I, I actually sent an email to Irina... And I don't know if that actually made it so I was registered, but it's definitely something I'm interested in uh, in attending. Give me a reason to get out of the bed in uh, the morning. So that's uh, that's going to be going on. You're going to be are you going to be attending the event as well? Or are you going to be sort of just sort of flown in and uh, appearing at your speech and then leaving? Well, I will be in attendance at the event, and I will probably be attending a couple of the sessions. I've got other friends coming that I'm interested in seeing their talks as well. Neat. Rob Campia from the Marijuana Policy Project, Alan Schaefer from the Alliance for the Separation of School and State are both friends of mine. Uh, I'm looking forward to, to, to running into a lot of people there, so uh, I, I will be out and about a little bit, and sometimes I won't. I know a number of people are uh, are looking forward to meeting you, and uh, and everybody else is going to be at this event. And there's really, if you're going to be in the area, you can make it up there. I realize the closer you are, the less money it will cost. I'm sure costs are an issue for a, a number of people. And if you look at the cost on conventions, a lot of them are three hundred, four hundred dollars for a weekend convention that I've seen at least. I know the the talk radio convention we're going to next month is four hundred bucks. Uh, and that doesn't include air for, uh, airfare and all that. And I think that uh, it's like $99 for the three-day pass at the, the Liberty Forum. And you get the 5% off of that, so it's going to be even cheaper. I mean, really, the uh, the price point, it's you can't beat it. No, and a lot of people's objection also is time. They say, I'm just not sure I can get away. And, and let me just assure anybody that's, that's saying, you know, look, I, I've got too much work to do. I promise you that work won't go anywhere. It will wait for you to come back. <laughs> that, that's true. <laughs> I know that one well. And All so your you, work you just have to If you want to come to the breakfast, just email Irina Goddard. Her address is igoddard. It's spelled G-O-D-D-A-R-D. igoddard mm-hmm. at freestateproject.org. And say, I want to ha- I want to- I'm coming to the Free State Project to hear Jim Babka's speech. Excellent. Well, very good, Jim. Uh, I, is there anything you wanted to cover tonight that we haven't touched on? No, that's, that's really, I mean, the main thing I really want to plug is this event. I want to meet as many D.C. downsizers as possible. I enjoy getting out and, 
having this opportunity, and so I want to do everything I can to help this event be a success. Well, if you're going to be hanging around, uh, if you're around the event on either a Friday or Saturday night during our show hours, you're certainly welcome to come by and sit in, and uh, we'll do another interview of you uh, at that point live on the on the program. Cool. How far are you guys from uh, the hotel? Uh, we're in Keene right now, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a remote kit there, and uh, we're gonna be broadcasting okay. from the actual location. So well, that'll be fantastic. Yeah. I look forward to that. Very good, Jim. We'll see you next week, and uh, thanks for coming on the show tonight. Appreciate Take it, easy, Jim. Thank you. That's Jim Babka, the president, uh, the founder of DownsizeDC.org. If you've yet to get over there and get registered, uh, you really should consider doing that. And uh, I guess we answered Nico's question before about privacy. He's concerned about his address and his personal information. As long as your government representatives aren't selling those uh, that information, then you're going to be safe. I would hope I, they would. How do long something. has it been that they've had uh, our addresses? Year and a half. I've two been years? on Downsize DC for since the beginning, and that's been years. Uh, I've been a couple of years, and they haven't done anything with mine. Yeah. So Not that go. I know of. They've given it to the senator. Obviously, the uh, senators have written me. Uh, but it hasn't uh, expanded beyond that. Not that I know of. That, that, nor, nor, uh, nor me. 800-259-9231 is the toll-free number. So the Liberty Forum happening next week. It starts on Friday. Though there are some, uh, I guess there are some events that are going to be occurring on Thursday. So if you have the opportunity to show up early, I know there's going to be some sort of state house tour a state house action tour, mm-hmm. and actually that's going to be duplicated on Friday. So if you don't make it on Thursday, and that's in, that's something you wanted to attend, then you can actually attend that on Friday. And there's going to be so much uh, the concurrent sessions going on. You're going to actually have to pick and choose. Like for instance, I'm going to be on the TV and radio media panel on Saturday, but on the at the exact same time, there's another uh, concurrent session called Becoming an Effective Activist. Uh, proven tools to shrink budgets. There's two sessions going on outside of the one that I'm going to be in. So lots to choose Busy. from. Yeah, lots to see. Lots of interesting people going to be there. Jim Babka, of course. Um, Rob from the uh, Marijuana Policy Project. Ron Paul. Michael Badnarik. There's a dinner with him. There are still a few tickets available for the Badnarik dinner. Mm. Not very many. John Stossel dinner sold out. Uh, that Bill Westmiller is going to be there. Bill Westmiller from the Republican Liberty Caucus. Looking forward Jack to that. Jack Cole from Law Enforcement mm-hmm. Against Prohibition. The Stossel Dinner, um, even though it is sold out, there will be an open reception immediately afterwards, somewhere around 9 o'clock at night, mm-hmm. where he's going to be signing books. In fact, I believe he's going to be signing books before the dinner as well. So just because you can't get into the Stossel Dinner doesn't mean you're going to miss out on an opportunity to meet John Stossel. So he will be there and accessible by anybody. 800-259-9231. Get registered over at freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum, and we're going to see you next week at the Liberty Forum. More Free Talk Live coming up, including a Supreme Court case that Julia is going to tell us about that has to do with, uh, well, sex toys. It's not a good one. More on the way. Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves. Toll-free number for you, 800-259-9231 is the packet8.net toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, totally free. That does include the bulletin board system, which I am told... I haven't actually looked myself. I'm told we're very, very near the 200,000 postmark. Maybe your post will be the 200,000th uh, post. What will you win if you are the 200,000th poster? 
Not a damn thing. 200,000 posts. But it is uh, it is free, and it is a lot of fun, and there's uh, almost 1,500 people interacting. It's bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. And do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? Well, SACL CAI does collections, and they do it in a whole new way. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. It's right there on the top. Or call 800-544-6359. That's 1-800-544-6359. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. As we go to the phones, to the fun, let's talk to Brandon, or Brendan, rather, in Los Angeles. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Hey, it's good to talk to you. Hey, what's Thank on you. your mind? Um, I wanted to share an experience I had where I dared to uh, not get my smog jet for my car immediately after the registration. I yeah, whoa, whoa, back up. You're what jacked? Smog, uh, smog uh, check. Smog check. Oh, smog check. This is a California smog thing. Check. Yeah, it was California thing. You have to get a smog check with your registration. I paid the registration, but I procrastinated getting the smog check about six months. I okay. figured the worst they would do is give me a fix-it ticket or something. Got it. So I, uh, a couple weeks ago, I went to a music educators conference thing up in Cal State Long Beach, and I parked there about 7.30 in the morning when I came back to get my car at 4 o'clock, and my car was gone. <gasps> there was, uh, my gone? computer was in my car. My trombone was in my car. It was. I, I nearly had a heart attack. Luckily, one of my friends saw me looking around for my car, and they waited for me. So I called 911, and my car had been towed. And so then I called the school police, and they said, well, you're going to need to go to the DMV to get clearance from the DMV to get the car. And this was on Saturday afternoon. Oh, so the no, DMV my was open until Monday. So I was basically stranded in uh, an hour from my house. So wait, so wait a minute. They're out confiscating people's cars on the weekend, but they, they won't give them back on the weekend. Won't give you back. They won't give them back. And not only that, they 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 said I couldn't have my car. And I told them I'm stranded here an hour from my house. What am I supposed to do? So they had a police officer drive to meet me. He gave me some paperwork, and I said, "Can I go get my car?" He said, "No." He said, "You have to go to the DMV, and you have to get clearance from the day, like a three-day clearance or something, to drive your car, and then bring it back to us at the." university so that we can clear you so that you can go pick up your car did you have so, to pay by the day um yeah so, the, so basically on monday this is two days later we i decided to pick up my wife early from work and we wanted to drive down there and hit the dmv down there so we can miss traffic mm-hmm. so we're driving down there about two o'clock i called the wait the wait which place. car are you in at this point hold on which we're in my, my, my wife's car she okay. drove me down so we can go pick up my car got it as i'm as I'm in the car, I'm ta- I call the tow place to see how late they're open, and um, I find out that they're charging me $328 to get my car just from the tow place. Wow. Because it's about, a, it's about $150 uh, for the first day, and then it's like an extra 30 or $40 each day that it's there. And then once they have the car for two days, it's the rule that they have to file a lien with the DMV to notify the owner that they have the car. And I told them on the phone, I said, what was I supposed to do? Uh, the DMV was closed for two days, and now I'm going to the DMV, and now you're charging me an extra $100 for this lien, which I couldn't do anything about. And the lady just said, well, that's crap. the rule. And my wife We're just said, following oh, orders, Brendan. Exactly. And my wife said, and they were rude, too. My wife of course like, they were. They don't have to be nice. They've got yeah, your car. Exactly. God. This lady says to me, she's like, 
wife has no clue what she's talking about. And <laughs> and so we get to the DMV in Long Beach, and they we find out they tell us that oh we can't do registration here where we don't have enough people working. Together. <laughs> so they gave us an address to the the DMV in Bellflower, like the main office. Yeah. To, so and the average wait was an hour. So we drove over to the Bellflower office, sat there waiting. Felt like it was in communist Russia. The bathroom was the dirtiest thing I ever seen in my life. Oh Sitting my there gosh. waiting. And uh, finally, we get uh, I get the the clearance about 4:15, and we find out from the the tow place that they charge an extra fifty dollar after hour fee if I pick up the car after five o'clock. Of so course. I hurry we we hurry up and we haul to the police station at at Cal State Long Beach, and we get there at 4:30, and we have to be at the tow place by five. I give them the paperwork and I wait, and I waited like. 15 minutes. It was 4:45. They hadn't said anything. I asked them how long is it going to take to do this, and said, "Well, we're with an emergency call right now. We can't get to you right now." Wait a minute. So said, wait a minute. If you're sitting in their office waiting, waiting to get your car, and you are sitting there waiting past five o'clock, do they get to charge you then, or uh, yeah. does it count if you got there before five? I called the tow place and said, "If I show up one minute after five, are you still going to charge me?" She said, "Yes. They're they're strict about that here." Of course they are. They want the money. Yeah. And then, yeah, so I told the police people this, and so they ended up finally getting everything taken care of with eight minutes eight minutes to five, and I had to pay $50 to the police station to have them clear me so that I can go get my car, and they only accept cash. So uh, <laughs> I did that. I hurried up, hauled to the, the, the tow place, and finally got my car. Uh, one minute before five o'clock. Wow! And I ended up by the end of the day, I was out four hundred dollars because I didn't get my spot check. Oh my gosh! Now wait, and now a did, whole way to the day. Now did did this whole process include the smog check, or is that still something you had to take care of after getting the car back? That was something I had to take care of. So I took it in uh, a day later to get the smog check, and they told me I needed to replace my TPS sensor, which I can only do through the dealership. I went to the dealership. I had to pay eleven fifty to get a new TPS sensor. Eleven hundred and fifty dollars. Eleven hundred fifty dollars to get a new God. TPS sensor. What the and hell is a TPS vendor? I don't know. It, it, it in the engine it detects. I think they made it up. Uh, they, I think they could have very easily have told you you need a new flux capacitor. That'll be fifteen hundred dollars. Sorry, exactly. you can't have this car back until you buy a new flux capacitor. Yep. So oh by my the end gosh. Of the day, I'm out fifteen hundred dollars. Because yeah, I you know. Well, they should feel you should feel good, Brendan. You're helping save the world. You're helping yeah, save true. the earth with this uh-huh. TPS plate thing. <laughs> Ridiculous. And now, been, and now it's been two weeks, and I still haven't gotten the sticker for my car yet, even though it's been processed by the DMV. Well, Can you imagine? What hold this, on, they can't give you another ticket for not having the sticker, though, right? I don't. I don't know. I haven't been pulled over yet. <laughs> they very well could, Mark. <laughs> they knows? very well could. Can you imagine being? I mean. Uh, Brandon, I don't know what your financial situation is like, but fifteen hundred dollars for most people isn't exactly an easy expenditure. I mean, yeah, it all went on my card, went on my credit card. Really? Yeah. So you're in, so you're in debt as a result so of I, this. Yeah, I'm in debt fifteen hundred dollars, and not only that, I had to. They only accepted cash for the tow place and the and the police station, right. so I couldn't pay my bills for the month. I had to pay my bills in credit card. Wow, man. And can you imagine yeah. being somebody who's worse off financially than you are? How detrimental, how devastating this can be? This is, I mean, I one know. example of how the government just rakes poor people over the coals. It's like the mob. 
You know, it's exactly they, like the mob, just like they, the mob. They can do whatever they want to, and extort every last bit of money out of you, and they, there's nothing you can do about it. Brendan, thank you for the story. We really appreciate hearing from you, sir. 1-800-259-9231 is the packet 8.net toll-free line. Do you have a, a story like Brendan's? A story where there's just hoop after hoop after hoop that the government puts up for you to jump through like good little slave. I had one recently. It uh, was here in New Hampshire. We got another vehicle after uh, the truck was wrecked that we brought up from Florida. And I wanted to register the vehicle down in Florida because it just would cost me less to do it that way. I'll have my Florida gang protect me from the New Hampshire gang. Um, and so yeah, I had to send in a form to the Florida uh, Department of Taxation Collection or whatever that uh, essentially said, yes, this is the vehicle that I've gotten. And there was, there was this requirement on the form that said that you had to show a, a verification of the VIN number on the vehicle. And I thought I did this pretty effectively. I'll explain how I did it coming up here. And, uh, Julia, you were involved in this as well. 800-259-9231. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The packet 8.net toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features there are totally free, though we do ask that you voluntarily support the show by buying some stuff. There's two places you can buy stuff and help support Free Talk Live. Number one, the Free Talk Live store, where you can get access to Free Talk Live hats and T-shirts and other great merchandise, including uh, DVD collector sets. We've got free bumper stickers, by the way. Uh, the Free Talk Live Free Marketeer flag, all there at store.freetalklive.com. That's store.freetalklive.com. Now, also, to get up every other thing you might possibly need in life, I'm pretty sure Amazon has it. Amazon.freetalklive.com, 35 categories of products, from groceries to books to office products to sporting goods to accessories and clothing. It's all there, even furniture. Uh, that's Amazon.freetalklive.com. You shop at that link. Free Talk Live gets a percentage of your purchase, and you get a great deal. That's Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. We're talking about, uh, we, we had just, just had Brendan on the line in Los Angeles, and he was telling us about this just debacle uh, that he had. <laughs> it's, it's amazing dealing with the government. It always sucks, and the more rules yeah. they have, the more it sucks. And I was talking about, I was asking if you guys listening had any uh, government debacle stories uh, where the government just puts up hoop after hoop for you to jump through. Uh, and it costs you X amount of dollars and, or, and, or X amount of time. In my case, it didn't cost as many uh, dollars as Brendan, but it was certainly a big pain in the butt. Uh, we, got a, we got a car here in New Hampshire, and I wanted to register it down in Florida. And so I got the, I got the form from Florida, which they had to mail to me. Uh, they, they mailed up the form. I filled it out. And one of the requirements on the form was that I had a verification of the VIN number. And there, there were two ways that you could verify the VIN number. And I guess the the reason for this is that they want to make sure you're telling the truth or you're not some sort of chop shop dealer or something like that. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but it's a requirement. And uh, so the two different ways you could do it were to have the dealer, a dealership, a car dealership. Doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's the actual, say, Subaru dealership. That's what we have, Subaru. But any car dealership. They can physically inspect the number and then fill out a, a piece of paper or essentially sign a, an affidavit that says that they did indeed physically inspect the VIN number on this vehicle, and it is as follows, blah, 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 right? Right. So that's one way you could do it. The second way was you could go to the police 
and have a police officer inspect it, and he could fill out his badge number on this particular form from the state of Florida. I bet they're dying to do that. Uh, yeah, I decided I didn't want to bring attention to myself uh, as far as the police are concerned. I just don't like dealing with them. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't want to deal with them. So I, I decided to go with a dealer option. And I figured, well, okay, they want a dealer-confirmed VIN number. Well, I had had the car inspected because it was a, a used car purchase. And so when you buy a used car, the sensible thing to do is to take it in and have it inspected, have it checked out to make sure that you know everything that's wrong with it. And so I had already brought the car in to Subaru and had them, you know, paid them 36 bucks or whatever to, to do the hour-long inspection. And part of the inspection is looking at the VIN number right. and typing it into their computer system and printing out a piece of paper that indicates very clearly what the VIN number is. So I figured that'd be good enough, right? They just wanted to have a dealership verification of the VIN number. So I included that. The original document, I didn't Xerox it or copy it or anything, included the original document of the inspection in the uh, the application with my check, which I put the extra seven bucks on there for the uh, expedited processing, because you know I know that most of the time it's all about money with government. I know they just want to get their hands on your cash, and as long as they get the money, they're they're okay with cutting corners here and there. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> and so uh, that's why I well that's why you can uh, for instance submit your passport um, application with uh, expedited processing. Anyway, so I sent in the extra cash. It was like 150 bucks, all the taxes and everything. Week later, I get a um, a letter. I get a phone call from one of the bureaucrats down in Florida saying this isn't good enough. And I spent uh, probably 15 minutes on the phone with this woman trying to understand why it is that they wouldn't accept the dealership's inspection report with the VIN number clearly indicated on it. And it's just because she's a bureaucrat and she has these rules that she's following to a T and one of the rules is it has to actually they had to actually have a signed statement from one of the people at uh, Subaru now the inspection report wasn't signed by anybody mm. so i called up Subaru and i sort of explained the situation to them i said i need to get this uh, signed you guys need to sign this saying you've inspected the the vin number and then the state of florida will be happy so subaru very nicely uh, took the time. I wasn't paying them for this. They took the time to send me that a letter signed by the uh, the, the guy who runs the sales or the uh, the service department. I took that, put it in an envelope, sent it down uh, with another ten bucks because now there's a late fee because I didn't get the I didn't get everything in on time. You have 30 days to register the vehicle, so I sent in ten dollars extra and this uh, information. What the, what I thought they'd requested, it was a signed sheet from the guy at Subaru saying that they had inspected the, the VIN number, which they had done in the inspection process. Right. week later, get another phone call from the bureaucrat. No, this isn't good enough. Are you kidding me? This isn't good enough? No, no, this time, what was wrong was it, it was a signed um, statement from the guy who was at Subaru but she called the guy at Subaru and asked him if he was the one who inspected the VIN, and he wasn't. So that wasn't good enough. Oh, God. So I actually did have to go down to Subaru, have the guy come out, look at the VIN number, and then he went back in there and had, uh, and I did, probably shouldn't tell the, uh, the state this, but he had the secretary type up the letter, and then he signed it. Good Lord. But, yes, I finally did send that. Dealing it with took these me people weeks. is just incredible. It took me almost a month of sending forms back and forth just to get a car registered. 
800-259-9231. So if you've got a, a red tape story like that, let's go to Sam in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live on the Apple. Okay, let's not. Let's try. I think we've got a lady on the line, actually. Darla in Ohio. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Okay, hello. Can you hear me okay? I got yes. you, Darla. What's on your mind? Okay, I was going to relate an incident, and this has actually been really far back in the day, almost like 20 years ago, but okay. it made a pretty big impact in my life. Well, back at that time, I had a really old car. It was like a 73 Duster, and I was a single parent, divorcee. I had like five kids. Oh, so boy. We were, we were going down somewhere down the road one day, and I didn't have everybody in a car seat. I had One of my younger ones was not in a car seat. Okay. So um, I got uh, pulled over about it, and I got ticketed for it. So I was told to go to court. I went to court about it, and they were about they were saying, get the car seat and come back in and show proof that you have it, and then uh, everything will be taken care of. I see. So I went and purchased a car seat, and I came back into court and showed proof of the receipt that I had bought it, and I thought everything was said and done. But the judge never took it off of the, uh, the list. <laughs> So really? Okay. Later on, I was driving down the road, and I didn't realize I must have had a fuse that had gone out, and I didn't know that I didn't have tail lights. I had headlights, but I didn't realize I didn't have rear lights. Sure. So who, I got who pulled can? over. Okay. <laughs> right. I couldn't see it in the back, so I got pulled over. And uh, when I got pulled over, you know, go through, give them your license and all of that. What oh, am I boy. worried about? No problem. Yeah, you and thought then, you jumped through the hoops. And this happens, by the way, all the time, where a person will jump through the hoops correctly, and the bureaucrats will just let it slip through the cracks. God, sorry. Uh, So what happened? Well, next thing I know, it was step out of the car. There is a warrant out for your arrest. So I have all my kids are in the car with me again. No, no, this time they weren't. I remember. I now I I recall because it's been almost twenty years. I was on the way to the store. I worked third shift, and I was on the way to the store to get some food for them before I went to work that evening. And so this was maybe around 7. I was doing the work around 10. Well, they're like, get out of the car. There's a warrant for your arrest. I oh said, I have gosh. not done anything. So I get out, and this policeman has it's some kind of ride-along-with-the-cop program. So yeah. he has some civilian riding along with him. So he says, hand him your purse. So what? I had to hand, yeah. I was a little bit perturbed because I had some personal feminine items in my purse. You know, and I sure. really didn't want some male stranger rifling through my purse like that. So he goes all through my purse, and then they're like, You're, you have to go downtown. So the next thing I know, my car is left, and I'm in the police car, and I go downtown, and oh. they mugshot me and fingerprint me. You oh were arrested. God. Wow. Yes, I was a, a common felon now. And so I'm going through all that, and I'm telling the people I have done nothing, and whatever you think this is connected to, it's not. And so I kept harping at him, harping at him, and like, this was in Fort Wayne, Indiana at the time. Darla, you've got about 30 seconds to wrap it up. Right, okay. Um, they went up. They came back red-faced. She's right. There is nothing on her. I tried to get it taken care of. I tried to sue them. I was told the judge had tort immunity. My vehicle was towed. I couldn't get my car out. I got t- lost time off from work because I couldn't get to work that night. The whole thing was just a big nightmare. Yep. You know, that's all that happens is you lose, you lose, you lose. When you but come listen, in contact. 20 years later, I tried to get a job needing a security clearance, and I find out my fingerprints are still on file with the FBI, so I can't get Amazing. that job. Amazing. Oh, my gosh, Darla. Thank you for sharing that story with us. We really appreciate hearing from you. 20 years later, the repercussions. And it's it's just some bureaucrat's mistake. Yep. And whenever you encounter bureaucrats, you are going to lose. At the very least, you will lose your time. 
at the most, you'll lose your life. Hour two's on the way. This is your show, Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231, and you can bring up anything. That's 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features there are totally free. That again, freetalklive.com. Julia, you've got a story that originated, I believe, in Alabama, but it has gone all the way to the Supreme Court. And I believe it's about a law that we've talked about in the past here on Free Talk Live. It's been a little while since it's come up. But it has to do with sex toys. Specifically, uh, I believe the female variety of sex toys, as far as the ones that uh, females would choose to use on themselves. But it may be all sex toys. What's the story? All right. This is from Montgomery, Alabama. A federal appeals court issued a Valentine's Day ruling upholding an Alabama law banning the sale of sex toys. But the devices won't disappear from store shelves immediately. The 11th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that Alabama's sex toy ban is constitutional because the state's interest in preserving and promoting public morality provides a rational basis for the challenge statute. Whoa, slow down, slow down, slow down. The state has an interest in what? Preserving and promoting public morality. Huh. Hey, Mark, I thought... Now, I thought that the point of forming a government, I mean, if you go back to the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, those, you know, those old documents. Right. uh, Maybe it's just me, but I thought the whole purpose of forming a government was to protect individual rights. Well, I guess, uh, you know, protect people's uh, well-being from uh, robbers and, and, and armies and things like that. And sex toys. And sex toys, yeah. No, I don't think there was anything in there about, uh, one more time, that phrase, Julia, protecting morals, what was it again? Preserving and promoting Preserving public morality. And promoting public morality. Yeah, I don't, I just, maybe it's just me. I didn't realize that's what the government was here for. I mean, how is it that the government... An agency of coercion, a, a group of people that uses force on others by their trade, can be claiming to preserve morality. Isn't it, by definition, immoral to point guns at people and demand they do things? <laughs> Apparently. Apparently not. This is the, this, you know, this is the hypocr- uh, hypocritical behavior on the part of government people. Yeah. They, they, say with, they say on one hand, they're promoting morality, they're helping people. On the other hand, they're helping you into jail cells, like that last lady that called in hour number one. Uh, they're helping people uh, out of their money, like uh, the gentleman that called earlier, $1,500 for a silly little traffic thing. Uh, this, is, this is nuts. And now, they're, now the Supreme Court has upheld the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals decision that, uh, yes, this ban on sex toys in the state of Alabama is fully constitutional, which, of course, this is going to mean, if the Supreme Court has upheld it, which they have, is going to mean that any any state can now ban sex toys. And pretty much anything they want, apparently. Well, as long as they can claim it's morality that's involved. Yeah. Whose morality, though, are we talking about? Is apparently it... the state of Alabama's. Right. A so, collection of bureaucrats. Yeah, this and, is amazing. Uh, elected politicians. Julia, give me some more, please. Chris Bence, spokesman for the Attorney General's office, said the plaintiffs have additional appeals left and the state agreed years ago not to enforce the law until the case was completed. Hold on. Wait. The plaintiffs have, have appeals? Can you appeal a Supreme Court decision? I don't, wait, I don't understand that. 
Does that make sense? Is this the Supreme Court that did this? Yeah, the United States Supreme Court. Okay. Well, what's the thing with the appeals about? I don't understand that. All right, go on. The lead plaintiff, Sherry Williams, said she was disappointed that the 11th Circuit dated its ruling on the very day this nation celebrates romance. The new ruling, made public Thursday, was issued by a three-judge panel of the 11th Circuit. Williams can ask the full court to review the case, and if rejected, appeal to the Supreme Court. Okay, this isn't the Supreme Court, Mark. It's the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals. Terribly sorry. Okay, now that makes sense. So they do have an appeal um, still to go. Two steps she said she hopes to take after reviewing the ruling with her attorneys. In 1998, the Alabama legislature enacted a law that banned the sale of sex toys, but not their possession. Alabama residents may lawfully purchase sex toys out of state for use in Alabama or use them if the devices have other recognized medical or therapeutic uses. The Alabama has, law... Have there enough? In the history of sex toys, has no one done a study that shows that it's therapeutic to use a sex toy? I, I, I'm sure that somebody will, will do one right away. Is it somehow more immoral... I'd like to know this. Um, from anybody, and we do have a, a station in Alabama, WVNA in uh, Florence. From some of our Alabama listeners, and I know uh, you're, you're listening to the show on a two-hour delay, but you can still email the show with your thoughts at FTL at freetalklive.com. But does anybody in Alabama there actually think that self-pleasure is immoral? Because the, is, is, there, is it self-pleasure that's immoral, or is it... Sex toys that are immoral. It's that that funny vein that they put down the side of it. That's what really is the moral <laughs> part. It seems to me that people that claim to be moral of this people of this sort, um, if they don't like sex before marriage, then they encourage this sort of thing because it, if you are if you're busy with yourself, yes, then you can't be busy with other people. Interesting you're obviously observation. Single. I, I can't disagree with that, but I want to know, what is there somebody that actually believes there's a, a significant moral difference between using ones as a lady, uh, though this is a sex toy ban, so I, I mean, there are sex toys for guys, I suppose. Uh, there certainly are. Stick in things into, I suppose. Uh, but anyway, let's just stick with the ladies for this example. Is there a moral difference, and if there is, I'd like to know what it is, between using one's fingers or using a sex toy on the female genitalia. Well, it's the difference between uh, first-degree murder and second-degree murder. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, because first-degree murder, you have to plan it. There's, you know, intent involved. And, and with, a, uh, with yeah. a, uh, the, a sex toy, you go out and you, you buy the sex toy. So, so there's you intent. intend to uh, do this uh, As whole opposed to just getting so horny that you have to rub one out. process. Right. So, the, you know, just using your fingers, one can certainly argue that you're <laughs> oh, gosh. What about neck no massagers and things of that sort that you hear about ladies using sometimes? Well, now, that would probably fall into the category of what you just read about the therapeutic use okay right so it's okay you can use a neck massager but if it's designed to be sexy then apparently that's immoral uh, 1-800-259-9231 is this insanity i know julia there's more to the story but i want to go to the phones because we've got david on the line in montana listening on kgez david you're on free talk live with Ian, julia and mark long live free talk hey david what's <laughs> on your mind man hey uh in the victorian era Doctors used to treat women for a disease called hysteria, and the treatment was they'd reach under there and give the lady an orgasm. Really? They got tired, and they invented the vibrator because doctors were lazy. Wow. They, 
It was on the History Channel. I, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, know, I don't know if so I believe I can, you. The funny, History yeah. Channel, hey, Mark. Go to the doctor. <laughs> I'm sending you off to the doctor. Go to the doctor over there. They'll take care of it. It's funny, man. Amazing. So the actual the well-being, the general welfare of the people, a good orgasm is the general welfare. I totally agree. (laughs) Orgasms are healthy. We want to encourage them. That's right. It's good and healthy for us. The medical society used to prescribe them. Matter of fact, they used to have to give them until they invented this big giant thing. It was like a big table thing with a big (laughs) arm thing coming out. Yeah, and I was gonna say I'd love to see what that thing looked like. Was invented. Amazing. When was this? When was it in the 1800s? In the Victorian era, Victorian, like you know, the 1880s or so. That's is that look Victorian? it up. It, it's in. It was on the History Channel. X versus Y. Fascinating, David. Great call. Thank you, sir. Appreciate right. you. You would think you. that they they wouldn't have to pay for a doctor to come over and do it. They could probably just do it themselves. But they after didn't a couple know. Of times. I guess they didn't know hysteria. I think what he was implying was that women went to the doctor because they were in hysterics, and that's how the doctor took care of the problem. <laughs> I, <laughs> but you'd think I don't know people what to think about this. You would think that by the 1800s, uh, people would have gotten in touch with their sexuality, but maybe not. Uh, maybe it, it was really that's. Well, they had all kinds of rules about women showing certain true, skin, true. so who knows? Yeah, and if they, that was all built up, I mean, the fact that they didn't even have any concept of what uh, self-pleasure was, and they got really anxious and built up, and that could have created hysteria, so they went to the doctor and he took care of it. That's an amazing uh, story, 1-800-259-9231. But I want to know from somebody out there listening who agrees with the lawmakers on this. I mean, this is a this is a law in the state of Alabama that says that sex toys are illegal. Now, Julia, you began giving us the history. It was in 1998 that they outlawed the purchase of sex toys. But not their possession. But now the possession's been outlawed? Correct. I want to continue the story here in moments. 800-259-9231. I'm sure we'll get some more quotes from do-gooders and bureaucrats, spokes-bureaucrats. 800-259-9231. But I want to know from you, what the hell is this about? (laughs) This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring out whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. Is touching oneself immoral? Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That's the packet 8.net toll free line for you. And it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231, the toll free number. You can also join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where all the features are completely free, including the Shrine of Female Listeners, the dozens and dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo to prove that they listen to the show. That's shrine.freetalklive.com to get access to that shrine freetalklive.com and get registered now for the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, February 23rd through the 25th. That's next week. Meet libertarian superstars like John Stossel, Michael Badnarik, Sharon Harris from the Advocates for Self-Government, and many more. The most influential libertarians in America will be there. freestateproject.org slash libertyforum for more information and to get registered. That's freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. We are going to be in attendance. Yes, we are. Uh, I can't wait. We're going to be broadcasting live from the forum. Of course, we're going to have the Free Talk Live bumper stickers on hand to give out to you. Uh, but you've got to actually put it on your car. If you're going to have a Free Talk Live bumper sticker, I know they're free and everything. I'll even go out and put it on your car for you if I've got time. All right, so uh, freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum is going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Starts in less than a week's time. A week from now, we're going to be broadcasting live, um, and that's exciting to me. Well, we're broadcasting live now. Yeah, broadcasting live from the forum. Thank you. Um, because we've actually never done 
a remote broadcast, I don't think, in the history of Free Talk Live. Sure we did. We did that one at that college when we were on... Uh... Oh, yeah, that's right. That's true. We did do one. But it was kind of a crappy one. It this one's going to be very good. Great. <laughs> All right. So 800-259-9231. I want to hear from you, especially if you're in the state of Alabama, listening on our Florence affiliate there, WVNA 1590, as to how you feel about this 11th Circuit Court of Appeals decision uh, was Thursday. Uh, was it? When was it? Tuesday? Thursday. Valentine's Day. Thursday wasn't Valentine's was Day. Was it Wednesday? That was Tuesday. That was Valentine's Day. Yeah, lose track of the day. Well, it was Valentine's week, and they decided to come out with a ruling that essentially Wednesday was Valentine's Day. That upheld. You're right. It was Wednesday. That upheld. You're damn right. I'm right. A uh, that uh, that uh, essentially that upheld the law that's on the books in Alabama that bans the possession of sex toys. Now, Julia, you're going to give us the history here. 1998 is when they passed a law in Alabama that banned the sale of sex toys. But that didn't mean that you couldn't go out, buy 20 sex toys uh, the next state over, bring them back, and give them away to your friends and family members. But that's changed now? Is there more? Um, Alabama residents may lawfully purchase sex toys out of state for use in Alabama or use them if devices have other recognized medical or therapeutic uses. The Alabama law does not regulate other items such as condoms or virility drugs. So they can purchase them out of state. That's what you just said? They can purchase them out of state? Did I hear that correctly? Um, that's, what that's what it, it said. sounded like. That's what it sounded like. Okay, so then they're actually upholding the ban on the sale of the devices, not necessarily ban on the possession of the devices? So it would appear. This is, you know, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure all this out. It doesn't make, it, it doesn't yeah, make much difference. Yeah, I'm a bit confused myself. Okay, 800-259-9231, the toll-free number as we try to iron all these details out as far as what actually is going on in the state of Alabama. But it does sound like that, at the very least, the sale of these uh, these devices has been prohibited within the state borders. And that doesn't sound very freedom-oriented to me. That doesn't sound to me like uh, uh, any place I want to live in. Not that I'm out buying sex toys all the time. I'm not. But uh, people should certainly be free. They should have the, the liberty seem, to do that. The law certainly seems to make a differentiation between uh, the sale and the possession of something. And I don't entirely understand. It's like once you go into business, now you re- enter into this whole other set of laws. Yes, you do. And I don't know why that is. I mean, if I own something and then I want to sell that thing, why should I go into a whole another set of laws? Well, I'm because you a, should be controlled. I'm just a person selling something. Yes, but you should be controlled because profits are evil and business is bad. And why would you want, as an as a Alabama politician, why would you want people leaving the state of Alabama and buying things in other states and bringing them back? It's morality, Julia. All about morality. It's immoral to buy uh, to buy uh, sex <laughs> toys. But in, it's uh, not immoral to have them. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm sure that's the next step. If they can actually get this upheld by the Supreme Court, this ban on uh, on purchasing sex toys, it's not very far away from. I mean, it's only just a few degrees away from them uh, passing another law that says you can't even purchase them out of state and bring them in the state to make them a, a total contraband. Uh, total contraband. And then, and then what they'll need is uh, little uh, checkpoints on the way into Alabama. To you, check you're your joking. Car. You think that's funny. Uh, but there was a story out of Texas a few years ago with a woman who was pulled over. Her trunk was searched. Well, they knew that she had been doing a sex, uh, what are those sex toy parties. I don't, think she, I don't think they knew that. Yes, they did. I think they pulled her over and they opened her trunk and found the sex toys. 
And then they proceeded to arrest her because she had more than the uh, prescribed <laughs> amount of sex toys that you can have in the state of Texas. <laughs> if you have more, you, if, you're laughing about I this. I, I remember the story. You're only that. laughing because it's absurd. I understand this. But this ruined, they ruined this woman's livelihood. She was one of these passion parties chicks that uh, went around and had essentially network marketing uh, Tupperware parties for sex toys. And, they, and she, so inevitably she had a bunch of sex toys in her trunk. And they pulled her did. over, and she had more than the prescribed amount, which is something like 20. If you've got more, or no, it was six. It was a low number. I think it was a low number, like six. If you've got more than six sex toys in your possession in the state of Texas, you're a sex toy, uh, you're, you're like a purveyor of filth. <laughs> I believe that's what they label you, but purveyor of obscenity. Are there porn stores in Texas? I, I guess not. I, mean, I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm I not don't spending know. a lot of time in, you know, looking maybe for you porn can in a, Texas. Maybe you can apply for a purveyor of filth license <laughs> in Texas. You know, maybe it's like a few grand a year to be a purveyor of filth in Texas, uh, and if you don't buy their license, then you get thrown in the clink. But they—they, uh, they, uh, I don't remember if they arrested or fined her. But either way, it was an outrageous case. It—it's it, absolutely and, outrageous. And Americans should be outraged by this story from Alabama. You know, regardless of whether they've banned them entirely or not, or have just banned the sale from within the state. And I want to dig into this a little bit more um, coming up here. I think it's absolutely sick. And I don't care how you personally feel about self-pleasuring. Uh, don't you think it's the right thing to do to leave your neighbor the flip alone with their lives? If they want to play with themselves, who cares? Who's getting hurt? No one. There's no crime. As, uh, as our friend uh, Mark Stevens will point out from AdventuresInLegalLand.com, there's no crime without a victim. Can we just stop the insanity now? And this what is if, not going to prevent people from self-pleasuring. No, it certainly won't. Apparently, the victim here is people's being offended. Offended by the idea that somebody Somebody's owns, having a good time with themselves? Yeah, somebody owns a plastic uh, representation of uh, some male anatomy out there. I, apparently, that's what it is. I find it somewhat offensive, but I wouldn't go after them. No, that, that, that doesn't count. You're not being harmed. You don't have a right no, it to be uh, not offended. You don't have that right. You, if you don't want to be offended... Then you should lock yourself inside your house, close your windows, and uh, don't go online. Don't turn on the television set. Don't turn on the radio, because there's a chance you might be offended. You don't have that freedom in America. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I want to hear from somebody who really believes that self pleasuring is an immoral act. Now I know you're out there. I know you are. Because back in the day, uh, the guys who founded Kellogg's and Graham Crackers were very vehemently anti, uh, vehemently anti self-pleasuring. So I know their descendants are still around, the people who still think that way. Well, we all are. Uh, a lot of men are scarred as a result of their vehemence. 1-800-259-9231. That's, that much is true. Um, your calls about whatever's on your mind. The toll-free number, 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. The packet 8.net toll-free line for you. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free. 
And that does include the archives. An entire year's worth of the show right there, front page of the site for your downloaded convenience. Totally free. Free Talk Live. Dot com. And do you have a child in your life, be they son, daughter, or sibling? Give them financial literacy, a kid's journey to getting rich. By Jewel Thornton teaches a child the basics of finance, money management, and real estate investment. School doesn't teach kids about money. Only their loved ones can do that. So give your special child a kid's journey to getting rich. Order it at akidsjourney.com. That's akidsjourney.com. Or call 1-800-657-5066. That's 800-657-5066 for a kid's journey to getting rich. Uh, we're talking about a disturbing court decision that came out, was released today, or actually released yesterday, and uh, it was the 11th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, a three-judge panel of the 11th Circuit. So there's two possible appeals left for this particular case. They can ask the entire 11th Circuit Court to review the case, and if they uh, continue to uphold that sec- there's a, a ban on the sale of sex toys in the state of Alabama, they continue to uphold that ban, then it can go to the Supreme Court. So the fight's not over quite yet, and it sounds like they're probably going to take this all the way. I want to hear from somebody who thinks that this is a good idea, who thinks that banning sex, the sale of sex toys or is, is a good idea, that sex toys are somehow immoral, because that's the excuse of the legislators in this particular case, the lawmakers. They're saying that, oh, well, the government has uh, some sort of uh, interest in preserving and promoting public morality. And I don't think that's what the government's purpose is supposed to be. But I could be wrong. What do you think? 800-259-9231. Julia, I know you've got more on the story. We've got to go to the phones. Let's talk to Glenn in Missouri. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Hello. Good evening. Hey, Glenn. What's hey, on Glenn. your mind? Hey, uh, I got an idea for your uh, listeners down in Alabama. Yeah. Sounds like the state legislature there uh, needs to, to be educated about the history of sex toys. Okay. And uh, and self-pleasuring. And so maybe what they should do is, uh, you know, find a storefront they can rent for a few months uh, as close to the state house as possible and set up a uh, self-pleasuring museum, hmm. you know, to educate uh, the legislatures about the history of this, as Dave talked about. That's an interesting idea. Or maybe maybe go from office to office, because each legislator has some sort of office somewhere, and maybe make a, a give them a gift, give them a, a sex toy, so they can uh, so they can understand uh, more personally h- how these things are harmless devices that aren't hurting anyone. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, and just just kind of stick it to them a little bit. You know, put billboards outside uh, their state capitol saying, "Come visit our uh, sex toy museum." CUM visit the uh, sex toy museum. That would really get them up uh, upset, wouldn't it? <laughs> yep. Very good, Glenn. Any other thoughts for us? No. It's a no. great idea. Thanks for it. Appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Julia, let's continue the story here. There's a few more uh, points on this that we need to get through. Williams, who owns Pleasure's Adult Toy Shops in Huntsville and Decanter, challenged the law along with seven other women and two men who represented consumers of their products. Uh, you got to get the, uh, the the correct southern pronunciation. It's Decatur, not Decanter. I thought the Decatur was in Illinois. A Decanter is something you drink from, I believe. Decatur. Decatur, Alabama. All right, go ahead. They were represented by the American Civil Liberties Union. Various issues in the case have been circulating through federal court for years, but the new ruling from the 11th Circuit is the one attorneys on both sides have been awaiting. Alabama's Solicitor Genital... (laughs) (laughs) Solicitor Genital. That's great. (laughs) 
general, Kevin Newsom, said he was pleased the 11th Circuit rejected the plaintiff's argument that public morality was an insufficient basis for the legislation. <clears throat> In rejecting that view, which necessarily would have invalidated traditional prohibitions on, for instance, incest, polygamy, and prostitution, the 11th Circuit recognized and reiterated that the law is constantly based on notions of morality, Newsom said. Would that really, uh, if they had rejected that, would that really have uh, invalidated their prohibitions on prostitution? If they had rejected this law? I don't think that would have happened. I think he's just being sensationalist. Maybe. I don't think so. I mean, he's just pointing out that the law is based on, in many cases, um, presumptions of morality. But I don't think that uh, overturning the sex toy ban is necessarily going to provide fuel for the fire because there isn't really much of a fire out there to legalize prostitution, at least not in Alabama. Well, in the case of prostitution, the argument is that it hurts people. And it does hurt people. Most people just don't understand why it hurts people. Um, sex toys don't hurt anybody right. at all. Well, I mean, if you manipulate them in the wrong fashion, you well, could somebody hurt could yourself. be at the very least. You know, the, the state's responsible for holding classes so that people can properly use these things. And they don't <laughs> put them in the wrong spots and get them. Is it that hard to use them? I don't know. I've never done such. I d- I don't have much experience with them myself, but I certainly think that people should be able to use them. Let's go to uh, somebody who's an expert on this topic. It's Paula in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Hello, Paula. Paula in Florida, going once. Paula, come on. Oh, you just don't want to talk about sex toys, she's do on. you? She's there? She, she's gone? All right. She's there. She's there. Paula, come on, sweetie. All hey, right. We'll hey, try honey. you back. Put her on hold. See if we can get her back later. 800-259-9231. I've actually pulled up another story about this particular uh, case, whether the apparently a third decision by the... Okay, well, where is it here? Oh, in a, there's, okay. In October, the U.S. Supreme Court declined to hear an appeal in a Texas case banning the distribution of so-called obscene tex, uh, sex toys. In that case, Acosta versus Texas, attorney Roger Diamond urged the court to weigh in on the matter because of the conflicting opinions around the country from various state courts. Colorado, Kansas, and Louisiana courts have all said that banning the sale of sex toys on obscenity grounds are unconstitutional, while courts in Georgia, Mississippi, and Texas have upheld sex toy bans. So it sounds like this is inevitably going to be something that's going to be making it to the Supreme Court Hmm. one of these days. Some states saying it's unconstitutional. Some states saying, no problem. We have an interest in protecting morality, whatever that means. I I am baffled that that a state could even think to themselves that they have the right to do this. Well, I'm surprised that you're baffled by this, Mark. I mean, we've talked about uh, various different moralist laws on this show in the past. There are are still laws on the books in many states that uh, prescribe that you cannot have sex outside of the missionary position. Uh, But but those are laws that aren't enforced at all. But, But they could be enforced. They are laws on the book. Therefore, they were passed at some point they were by passed. some do-gooder legislation, which is Absolutely. why you shouldn't be surprised about this. I These understand do-gooders that. had been in the legislatures for years. But now they're in there saying that you can't have a sex toy. And then why would they do that? I mean, how many people don't leave the state of Alabama? How many people are born, live their lives, and die all within the state of Alabama? I'd say a good number. Uh, not that many. Come on. People go elsewhere. They go to Biloxi for gambling. They go to Florida for vacation. They do all kinds of things, and they leave. Okay, you mean never leave. Okay. Never leave. So why don't they... I mean, people can just buy one of these things elsewhere, and so all they're doing is 
taking revenue um, taxes out of the coffers of Alabama. Why are they doing that? For the good of the people, Mark. And you, people can Morals. go on the Internet and buy these things and have them shipped That's to them if they That's why we're going to ban the Internet in Alabama next. Good luck banning the Internet. <laughs> that, that, that'll be real successful. They haven't been able to do it in China. So you dumb rednecks, yeah. you know, Alabama... Hey, stop that. I mean, That's the, not the nice. You mean the legislators. The legislators down there, I'm not talking about the just because you're in Alabama. What I'm saying, but, you know, they they just think that they're going to be able to do it? No, I'm sorry. 800-259-9231. I still want to hear from somebody, somebody, maybe in Alabama or anywhere in the world, who believes it is immoral and can outline for me why you believe it's immoral to self-pleasure. That's really what I want to hear tonight. 800-259-9231. I predict we're not going to get a call. I predict that uh, you, if you're out there thinking that self-pleasure is immoral, you're so uncomfortable, you don't even want to have those words leave your lips. They make you so up, uh, upset, the thought of someone touching themselves. If it, makes the, uh, if it makes these politicians uncomfortable, though, why would they go through the trouble of writing the law and then enforcing the law and then well, they're, they're doing arguing the, the law people. in court and all that stuff? They're doing it for the good of the people, Mark. I just don't understand. These little people can't have them sex toys. We can't have people touching themselves. Well, we, you can touch yourself. You just can't order a sex toy and touch yourself. That that's a problem. There's a immoral. It becomes immoral when there's a device in between your fingers and your genitals. See more on the way. This is Free Talk Live. The show is Free Talk Live, and it's your program. You can take control of the airwaves via our toll-free Packet Eight dot net line. That's one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can also join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site totally free. We do ask for your voluntary support in the form of a simple vote. Head over to vote.freetalklive.com to cast your vote for the program. It takes you less than a minute, and it makes a big difference for us. It keeps us at the top of the podcast heap. We are currently, I think, still the uh, the king of the hill, though uh, the lead is very tenuous over the Harry Potter podcast. Yeah, it was really close last time I looked. Uh, so we still need your votes. It's a once a month sort of a thing, and we're only just over halfway through the month, so we still need to keep up the vote pr- process. So head over to vote.freetalklive.com if you've yet to do it in the month of February. Uh, that's vote.freetalklive.com. We've been talking about a very disturbing court case, the 11th Circuit Court. Uh, that's the Alabama area of the country. They have decided in a three unanimously in a three-judge panel that their law banning the sale of sex toys is completely constitutional because, according to them, the government has some sort of uh, a duty to protect morality. Whose morality they're protecting, I'm not exactly sure. I don't know if anybody agrees with this because nobody's called in to defend the uh, the uh, the Alabama legislator on this. They've not called to defend this particular law. Certainly, a law like this must have defenders. Certainly, somebody must think it's a good idea. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Here's an actual quote from xbiz.com the adult entertainment industry uh, business website, where they've actually quoted the law itself. According to the statute, it is, quote, unlawful for any person to knowingly distribute any obscene material or any device designed or marketed as useful primarily for the stimulation of human genital organs. That's the law that has been upheld as fully constitutional and 
that is disturbing to me because I would it agree. sounds to me like that's more than just a ban on sex toy sales. That's porn, too. That's anything they deem as obscene. Now, if you tie this in together with what the federal government has been up to over the past couple of years, they've been increasing their so-called obscenity prosecutions. The federal government, under the watchful eye of uh, the FBI, has been going after porn producers. Now, they've started by going after the more controversial porn producers. They've gone after uh, Max Hardcore, who makes uh, really violent porn. They've gone after a text stories website. It wasn't even actual uh, video. It was... Stories, written stories about uh, like sex with children. Now, as disturbing as those images might be. Oh, it's yeah, that's very disturbing. They're textual images. They're fantasy stories. They went after the uh, the publisher of that particular website. And those those are just two examples of the prosecutions that have gone on in the past few years. The federal government is consistently labeling people as having created obscene product. You tie that into this law in Alabama that says it's unlawful for any person to knowingly or distribute any obscene material, and Alabama can simply say, well, the federal government has deemed that these products are obscene, therefore you are in violation because you're, in, uh, you're distributing these products. And as the definition of obscenity continues to widen to include more and more pornography, after court decisions continue to say, yes, this is an obscene product, Therefore, it is covered under these new laws in states of Alabama, Georgia, and Texas. And that's going to just pave the way for a total war on so-called obscenity, a war on pornography. In all likelihood, that war, I, I agree with you, but all, in all likelihood, that war would be derailed by the uh, Democrats getting in charge of, of things, and it looks like... Maybe, maybe that's the case, Mark. But I wouldn't trust him on that one. Oh, I don't, tr- I don't trust them either, because they, they're the ones who wanted to, to stop the lyrics as yes, far as the rock and roll music And went. Hillary Clinton and uh, Joe Lieberman, two of the prominent Democrats that are going after video game violence and sex. They wanna, they're, uh, they're positioning themselves as friends of the family. So they're moral crusaders on their own. I wouldn't trust them as far as you could throw them. 800-259-9231. They'll certainly sell you down the river. Let's go to Joe in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Hey, Joe. Hey, um, I'm a libertarian on every other issue but this, but, uh... Really? No, I just can't, I can't understand why people are for this pornography stuff, you know? Well, wait, it's wait, just, wait, just, slow, just down, slow down, slow down, slow oh, down. Are no, you talking no. about pornography or are you talking about sex toys? Because we started by talking, talking about, about sex everything. toys. talking about everything. Only thing about sex is, is you should just, just woman, that's it. You should be going to bed with the woman, no toys, you know? No, no gay no people? pornography, no videos... You know? well, what if you're a single woman? Joe? Then go find a man. Well, oh, are you for real? Do, do you have to get married to them, or you, can you just go ahead and hump any old No, you can't massage me. you got to get married before you have sex. What? Why I'm just is, asking. Now, how is it that this is all immoral in your mind, Joe? How is it that... Well, that's uh, what the Bible says. The Bible says you're but supposed to get married. Aren't, um, uh, aren't you concerned that... They're using a, a holy book to write the laws. I mean, doesn't that bother you? No, and, because hold I'm on just a second. I, I'm a born again Christian. Well, I understand you're a born again Christian, Joe. Now that hold on. Now Jesus came. Who did, who did Jesus speak out against? Hold on just a That's second. I got a question says. here for Joe. Who He's did talking Jesus... over you. You have to wait till he stops talking before you can ask him a question. I don't have to. No, I can continue to talk and try oh, to get the, yeah, my question. You want to ask him your question? So go now. Jesus came 
to uh, to speak out against whom? Joe, that was a question for you. Yeah. Jesus came to speak out against whom, Joe? I don't know. The Pharisees. Oh, my friend. come on! You're not even. Are you really the even guys, a Christian? The, the guys that had their religion and their laws all mixed up together. That's who Jesus came to to uh, speak out against. I ain't all read up on that stuff, you know. Well, I understand. Oh, he's not Joe. all read up on that, well, Mark. Well, so he well knows then what you need vote. to do, Joe, is you need to not vote in those particular circumstances because apparently you don't understand the, your religion and you don't understand the law in this area. Thanks for the call, Joe. Appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Uh, Julia, because Jesus a, a wouldn't vote for this. Well, I was just going to ask him because he said that the Bible says it's immoral. But does the Bible actually say anything about self-pleasuring? Well, it there's the owning and the spilling the seed thing, right? I was What's really asking because I don't know. I've never read the Bible. Well, it's better to ask Mark because Mark completely just discredited <laughs> Joe. Yes. Um. Well, yeah. The, the, like you said, there's Onan and the uh, seed spilling, but that might be that Onan uh, disobeyed what God said as opposed to, um, you know, masturbation in and of itself. What's the actual uh, quote there? Like you're not supposed to spill your seed on the ground or something like that? Well, no. That uh, Onan um was told to go take care of his uh, dead brother's wife or something. Pardon me if I don't know the whole. You know, like I don't have the specifics. Sorry, you know more than Joe. Um, so. And and uh, you know, he said no, I'm not going to do that um, for whatever reason. And he went ahead and self pleasured himself elsewhere, and uh, his seed hit the ground. So they have always used um, you know onanism to describe masturbation, and they have um, used this as a, a a verse to say that God doesn't like masturbation. But uh, you know, it could be that God just doesn't like people uh, not following his orders. I mean, the evidence of that is, is very strong. Isn't there something inherently immoral about getting your morality from an old book? Like, um, do, isn't there a disconnect there? It's shouldn't a pretty your, good book to get your morality from. But, but, but shouldn't morality be based on uh, your individual decisions as to what is right and what is wrong? Well, not I think just what some you can old make book your says? You can make your decisions from what the book says. But That's shouldn't fine. it be based on reason? Shouldn't it be based on oh, logic? I would agree should, that most of the uh, morality in that book is, is based on reason and logic and all that stuff. Like, thou should not kill, yes. But, There's uh, some good stuff in there. But... But touching yourself, that's... It's not in the book. And I love that book you, doesn't say anything about touching yourself. I love how Joe comes on the air claiming that it's, uh, it's in the Bible, and then when you ask him one of the most basic questions about Jesus, which, of course, what the Bible is about, he didn't know the answer. So if you can call in and tell me what's immoral about self-pleasure and not use the Bible as a crutch, that I'd really like to hear. 1-800-259-9231. Unlawful for any person to knowingly distribute any obscene material or any device designed or marketed as useful primarily for the stimulation of human genital organs. Paula in Florida, what do you think? I think this is horrible. Which part? I mean, about them putting out all this pornography. I mean, it's really, really sick. Now, you can agree. Now, you might think that pornography is sick, but do you think it should be banned? Should there be a should law? Be yes, it should be, yes. Why, Paula? Because if you teach your children the proper way to be, they wouldn't even be interested in it to begin with. Then why I mean, do you have to make it illegal? Teach your children not to be interested in it. Yeah, but the thing is, why why tempt them? Well, but but what about what about if I want to teach my children that I think that sex is healthy and that uh, adults should be able to buy um, sex toys? I mean, then your laws are interfering well, no, with my no, now, sex toys. That's one thing. But I mean, the so thing wait, oh, is, oh, slow down, Paula. You saying sex toys are okay? I'm, I'm saying if you, I guess, I don't. There, there's nothing as far as I Somebody's know. Somebody's got Bible a collection. This, <laughs> but the thing is, for yourself, I mean, just use for yourself. 
You know, maybe, I, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm really torn like, like I was listening to this guy. I mean, I don't know of anything in the Bible about this either. There isn't. All right. And I know. And so, I mean, this is, but pornography. I want to explore I mean, porn with you a little bit more, Paula, because you're an expert on these sorts of things. So I'm going to hold you through to hour number three, if you don't mind. Hang on. Okay. 800-259-9231. Is there something inherently immoral about videotaping sex? Is there something immoral about self-pleasure? And don't use the Bible as a crutch. Paula just threw it out the window. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. As we launch in hour number three, it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. That's the packet, 8.net toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've been talking about and are going to continue talking about, for those of you just tuning in, a court case, a 11th Circuit Court of Appeals unanimous decision that came down this week, Julia was telling us about it last hour, that did essentially what, Julia? Ban the sale of sex toys in Alabama. Well, this, the ban was already in effect. It just upheld the ban. Said it was uh, constitutional. Yeah, the court said it was constitutional because they have a legitimate uh, purpose in protecting morality. Now, this is a federally constitutional. It's not just a Alabama state constitution. That's correct, the 11th Circuit. So right. that would apply to uh, wherever the 11th Circuit is. I think it's mostly the southeast. Yeah, and some portion of the south. There are two possible appeals here for the plaintiffs. Uh, they can ask the full 11th Circuit Court to take a look at the case. And if the uh, full 11th Circuit Court looks at it and, and, again, upholds it, it can then go to the Supreme Court, which will be a very interesting case because there have been states that have decided that this is that bans like this are unconstitutional. So there have been, uh, Colorado, Kansas, and Louisiana have said that laws banning the sale of sex toys on the obscenity grounds are unconstitutional, while Georgia, Mississippi, and Texas have all upheld the sex toy ban. So this is looking like it might be a big, major showdown as far as so-called obscenity cases are concerned. I want to hear from you if you are someone who believes, as the court does apparently in this case, as many legislators, do-gooding legislators believe, if you're someone who thinks that there's something immoral about self-pleasuring, 1-800-259-9231. If it's immoral, what is, what is immoral about it? I want to go back to the phones. We held Paula over through the news break. Paula in Florida, you're back on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Are you there? Yeah. Okay. Now, and I think that what the court is doing is good because, I mean, everybody has a normal sexual drive, mm-hmm. you know. But the thing is, this pornography leads you to do bad things, I believe. And, I mean, you know that you're not supposed to be with a woman sexually, you know, unless you're married. Well, I'm with a and, woman every night sexually, and she's sitting in the room with me. What's wrong with that? Because you're not married. What's, what? But I don't want to get married. But it might be a well, sin, Well, the thing po- is, you're still in sin. Right. It's it might be a sin, Paula, but should it be against the law? Like should there be a separation between well, see, God's okay, law and, and here's hold on, hold on, I want I want to make a, a longer um explanation here. Should there be a, there be a separation between what uh, man what your interpretation of what God's law is and what uh, man's law is? And then from there, what about the Amish people? Cuz they think that driving cars is a sin. Are you going to go to hell for that? Should we make that no. the law? I mean, there's some problems here. 
Okay, now look, uh, sin, God says you don't follow man's law, you follow his law. I understand. And this is what you have to do. And if you don't, you're going to answer for it. Okay, well, and that's fine. I don't God, mind answering God down the line. God can take care of that in his own courts, but man that's has right. their courts. He will. He will take care of it in his own court. Right, so but why can't we keep man's law separate from God's law? Because and not... we can't, because he said we have to follow his law. Or under penalty of... We are of, his children. So, so you're saying that it's okay to lock me in a jail cell because no. I have sex with, uh, with my girlfriend every night. I didn't say that. I'm saying you know right from wrong. Uh, and it's your... And he gives you choices. I know sex sure does feel right. the right choice. Uh, now, now what? The, I don't think there's necessarily anything right and wrong about having sex outside there is. of marriage. He gives you Paul. your own free will. Well, as, po- as Mark you. pointed out, it's your interpretation of an old book... That was published hundreds of uh, thousands of years, thousands of years. Well, ago. the thing is, hon, you are his child. He, I mean, his spirit was put into you at the time of conception, and he wants you to follow his law. Okay, and that's... he said we're not to follow man's thank law. You for, but... Thank you for the opinion, Paula. And what I want to know now is to jump back to the man's law world. Let's not talk about what God wants, because that's, again, subject to interpretation. Well, the thing is, if we don't get back, if we don't stay with his law, like right now, we're so much in trouble with him right now that, I mean, he's about to destroy us. Paula, okay, I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk <laughs> about man's law. because well, that's Man's law and God's law are not... Remember what he said in the, in the Bible about, woe, you lawyers... No. It's in there. Well, okay, I, I trust you on that. Now, Paula... As a matter of fact, the judges are supposed to be sitting on the seat of Jesus Christ. The law says, in Alabama, the law says it's unlawful for any person to knowingly distribute any obscene material or any device designed or marketed useful primarily for the stimulation of human genital organs. You said last hour that you didn't necessarily have an objection to sex toys. So as far as this law... Well, I mean, law's... that's only for yourself, if you need it. But, I mean, I mean, I don't think you would have anything against you, you know... Physically, like you were talking about masturbation, I mean, I'm sure that people have done this all their lives. Yes, too, of course you, they have. But, but now, the thing is, you, he can also take this from you. If you have a serious problem with it, go to him and ask him, take this from me. All right, I don't want this will. to be a preaching session, Paula. I want to talk about <laughs> what, it's gonna be. <laughs> what the law says. And the law says it's illegal to distribute uh, self-pleasuring toys. Now, that, you would agree, is wrong, but you you also believe it's okay to ban the, uh, the distribution of pornography. So if I bring a uh, porno DVD and give it to a friend of mine in Alabama, I have violated their state law, and they you'd could throw me in a jail cell. Sin. You'd be leading him into sin with this, because it tips people. <laughs> To do the wrong thing. He's the one that he's the one that asked me for <laughs> it. Well, the thing is, he shouldn't be asking you for it. I mean, and so therefore, right no, 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 so, Paula. Therefore, it's okay to throw me in a jail cell. No, no. So it's that. not okay to throw me in a jail cell. It's no. just wrong. You're saying she, it's just wrong. She, she's not going to go past that sin thing. Okay, I, I, that's fine. If you want to think it's a sin, that's okay. Just don't put me in a jail cell for yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know sin, and you know right from wrong, and it's up to you to make the right decision. Right, you let me handle that on my own between me and God if I that's, have it's one. It's between you and God, that's so right. Then, so then you would agree that there don't need to be man laws in regards to this. Well, I guess when you put it that yeah, I guess... Because it's not right. I mean, you want to look at right and wrong. You can say what you want. I think it's what they're doing. Paula, they're, tr- they're trying to follow the morality yeah, of but it. Yeah, but, but it's immoral to throw someone in a jail cell. Yeah, it's immoral to put somebody in a jail just for, you know... So which is more... And, here's a question for you. Here's a, here's a moral quandary for you, Paula. Which is more immoral? 
having sex outside of marriage or throwing someone in a cold prison cell for it. What's more immoral is having sex with somebody out of marriage. So therefore, you think it's okay to throw someone in a prison cell? No, for I'm it. not saying that. I'm, no, I mean that's. I mean, if you're giving it out to somebody, you know, keep it for yourself, not for somebody. Don't give it to somebody else. Paula, thanks yourself, for the call. We appreciate hearing from you. What am I giving to somebody else? Uh, you're. I don't know. Porn. <laughs> yeah, porn. Porn. I porn. Oh, okay. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So according to Paula, as I understand it, it's immoral to have sex outside of marriage. But it's more immoral to have sex outside of marriage than it is to throw someone in a cold, dark prison cell for The problem with morality and laws and all that stuff is that everybody's got a different morality. That's why I made up, you know, that's why I talked to her about the Amish people. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what happens if suddenly the Amish people get char- get in charge of uh, the government here in the United States? Now, thank goodness they, they, aren't they don't believe in that. that. Right. But what if they did? You know, more I mean, air conditioning. Whoever thinks that sex toys and um, pornography, or not to say that they're the same thing, but sex toys or pornography should be illegal, then, wow, my goodness, now you're going to have a problem when the Amish people want to make cars illegal and we've all got to ride around on the back of horse-drawn buggies. Mm-hmm. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Mark in Las Vegas. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Julia and Mark. Hey, Mark. What's hey, up? Hey, guys. By the way, I'm a Baptist fundamentalist, but I want to say Paula makes me want to throw up because, you know, to me, the only Christian position I can come up with, the only real position consistent with Christi- biblical Christianity, is anarchism. And, uh, in fact, what, what's one of the, the Ten Commandments? Thou shalt not steal. Okay, well, how does the government fund hmm. itself? It uses compulsory taxation, i.e., violence or the threat of violence to obtain its revenue. It, it does not sustain itself by satisfying consumer demands. It I. steals e. from people, yeah. Uh, yeah, i.e. earning its income, i.e. conferring a social benefit. The government never has been anything other than the most powerful group of thugs with guns. And uh, for anybody to get up and say that it's uh, morally legitimate for a group of thugs with guns to run around engaging uh, in, in policing people's... Uh, uh, personal behavior like that and throwing them in jail. Yeah, what about, uh, like what about the render under, C- C- render under Caesar? Uh, what is Caesar's uh, Hang verse? on. We'll bring you back, Mark, and you can answer that question. 800-259-9231. I agree with Mark. The government is nothing more than a violent band of marauders, and it's certainly immoral and wrong to throw someone in a prison cell. It's Free Talk Live. For not hurting anything. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231, the packet8.net toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We've got a lot to see on the website, including over a 1,000 pages on our wiki alone. There's more than that to the website, but a thousand pages there, wiki.freetalklive.com. It's been created by the listeners, all 1,000 of those pages. I had nothing to do with We turned that wiki on, plugged it in, and uh, let you guys go to it. Off it went. Yep, and you guys created it. Uh, Wiki.freetalklive.com. It's like the listener editable version of the website, wiki.freetalklive.com. Do you enjoy building things? Woodcraftplans.com has hundreds of blueprints for things like lawn chairs, rocking horses, yard shadows, fine furniture, and more. Step-by-step instructions and full-size patterns guide all skill levels. Woodcraftplans.com supports FTL. Please support Woodcraftplans.com. That's Woodcraftplans.com. Let's go back to Mark in Las Vegas. Uh, Mark, you're back on Free Talk Live. You say you're a Baptist, a fundamentalist Baptist? 
uh, a Baptist fundamentalist, yes, sir. And by the way, you had, for the break, uh, asked me about this render unto Caesar. You know, I'm kind of glad you brought that up because... It's got to be the I first thing from, people ask. Uh, yeah, that, that's the first thing that the Christians, uh, other Christians always give me. Well, what about rendering unto Caesar? What is Caesar's? Well, you know, I have a couple uh, ways to, to answer that. First of all, Caesar is dead. Okay. I don't know where they've been. Caesar is dead. Second of all, okay, if, if we're gonna, okay, so so they're they're implying Caesar represents the the political leader. Okay. The right. Government. Okay. Right. Well, fine. It says render unto Caesar. What is Caesar's? Okay. Now I look around. You know my possessions. I see nothing here that belongs to George Bush. Or any someone other politician. Could, well, now someone it, could make the argument that Federal Reserve notes are Caesar's. But but then here's the other problem. Okay, here's the other problem with their argument. Okay, if we get past the Caesar thing, okay, we know what they're trying to say that somehow we have a moral duty as Christians to pay taxes to this government. There's a problem with their thinking. In fact, John Calhoun, former vice president of the United States under Andrew Jackson, he demolished this belief saliently in the 1800s with something called the taxpayer tax consumer dichotomy. Listen up, Christians, Paula, uh, and you people. Uh, for every when when the government imposes a tax, they are inevitably dividing the community up into two groups of people, i.e., net taxpayers and net tax consumers. And, and simply uh, stated, what, what's going on here? When the government imposes a tax, uh, for every dime in taxes the government collects, that's a dime in in, in taxes that somebody else is consuming, mm -hmm. right? Well, now, government employees, for example. They don't pay any taxes at all. That they do is a bookkeeping fiction. They're all tax consumers. That's true. So if we're saying that it's our moral obligation to pay taxes so that somebody else can live off them, then we're admitting then the whole government is an evil, wicked, sinful uh, organization, and it shouldn't exist because it does nothing but consume taxes. It is certainly, right? it is certainly an immoral group that, uh, as you pointed out in the in, beginning of your fact, call, is, uh, is nothing more than a large band of highwaymen yes, uh, shaking fact, people down. you want down. to be breathtaking, people act, you know, for example, people on Social Security, they don't pay taxes. They're tax consumers. So what, certain, so what some Christians are actually saying here is that it's a sin to want to simply keep your own property. But then I'll bet you if you went onto the website of almost any so-called Christian college or university, they would have a link up to how you can apply for financial aid, i.e. become a tax consumer. Sure they would. So on one hand, simply being a non-taxpayer is a sin. On the other hand, as soon as you take part in the plunder and become a tax consumer, that's okay. Then it's moral. Now, yeah. how, much sense, wow. how much sense does this make Christians go to hell? Okay, that's all I have to say. Very good, Mark. Thanks for the call. Okay. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. So is he not a fundamentalist Baptist then? I don't know. He said he was. Huh. I, was but just, I don't think but he goes to church. His last statement, though, was Christians go to hell. <laughs> I think he meant most of the Pharisee-type Christians is I what he's talking about. Well, but why would he get confused? I don't know. I, I let him go, Mark. He'll come back, I'm sure, some other time. You can ask him that then. 800-259-9231, the toll-free number. You know, even if he is taking it to an extreme, it seems to me like any Christian can sit there and look at this from the face and say, well, God wants 10% my tithe um, of, of you know what I make. If the government demands anything more than 10%, they're putting themselves in a place above God, mm. and it's simply not where they belong. So the government should never get more than 9.9%. Yeah, that, that's, that's. I mean, that's a that's a nice simple. That's a nice one. little mid midpoint, yeah, between uh, no taxes and some taxes. And of course, we've been far over ten percent for a long, long time here in the United States. Oh yeah. 
1-800-259-9231. I want to know from you if, uh, if sex toys, if self-pleasure, if pornography is immoral, and if so, why? And I don't want you to use the Bible as a crutch. I want you to explain, explicate to me why it is that uh, putting uh, two individuals who are having sex together on tape and distributing it is an immoral act. I would like to also know, as Paula made the suggestion earlier, that uh, how you can... Uh, I just want to understand, okay? That's all. I just want to understand how it is that a ceremony, how it is that a silly little ceremony known as marriage can change another act, that is sex, from immoral to moral. How, how does that happen exactly? And does it have to go by spe- certain specifics? Like, does it have to have the government paperwork to go along with it? Does that is that what makes the marriage immoral versus moral? Or because, for instance, uh, Julia, you're my girlfriend, and we have sex on a fairly regular basis. Good for you. And we're not uh, we're not married. Now, Paula said that's a problem. Paula said that's immoral. Do you feel like we're doing something wrong when we engage in that activity? No, and I'd like to point out that I have absolutely no interest in getting married ever, so does that mean I'm not allowed to have sex ever? Apparently it does, and I'd like to know why that is. Well, I mean, there's there's some arguments that can be made on the other side of this, I, um, but as far as legislating it, that's where I have the problem. I, yes, I understand, but I, I, now, now I've sort of moved beyond the legislation at this point, and now I just want to talk about why certain things in your mind are or are not immoral, and if it's if it's immoral to have sex outside of a marriage, which is what we do, then why is it that a ceremony, a marriage ceremony, makes that a-okay? Why is it that well, standing se- in front of a man because God's, with a book God's in his laws, hand, morality, or whatever you want to call them, are rules that work well for life? So uh, that's in your opinion. It, it is an opinion. Now, it, now, some of the rules work well, like not killing others, that you know, not stealing things. Yes, I would agree with that, but there's nothing that works more well about having sex inside a marriage than having sex outside sure, of marriage. Sure, because if you tell people they can't have sex outside of marriage, then they can't have sex, um, then, then that prevents them from having sex with a whole bunch of different people. But it, and if they have sex with a whole bunch of different people, then you don't have no, a bunch it, of illegitimate children running around. No, that's Illegitimate not true. children, poverty. The statistics on cheating are tremendous in America. Under So being married doesn't... Do cheating, cheating doesn't matter. I'm talking about legitimacy. Whether the child is, um, you know, from the the man that's your husband or not, it doesn't matter. Uh-huh. He's got it's got the child has a father, a legal father, and so these are rules that work for society. That's what I mean doesn't. by morality. It, it does. It absolutely does. There are still people that have uh, sex inside their marriage with other people so without what? the knowledge there of their spouse. But but morality came around before there were paternity uh, tests, my friend. 1-800-259-9231 is the toll-free number. You can take control of the airwaves and bring out whatever you want. Just because Julia's baby looks like me doesn't mean that you don't have to take care of it. I didn't say anything about taking care of babies. I'm talking about sex, not babies. I don't know why you turned it into kids. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up whatever you want. Toll free at 800-259-9231. The Packet 8.net toll free line. That's 1-800-259-9231. And it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Join us online. Freetalklive.com. Live streams available for you. Broadband version of the show and a dial-up version. Two sizes will fit virtually any internet connection. And they're both completely free. That is freetalklive.com. Who's the most pro-liberty individual in the United States Congress? Many people would say that's Ron Paul. And if you get registered now for the New Hampshire Liberty Forum next week from February 23rd through the 25th, that's when it's happening, you'll be able to meet presidential candidate Congressperson Ron Paul and other influential people who support your freedom. Register at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum and get more information there as well. That's freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. We're talking about morality. We're talking about sex, talking about self-pleasuring, talking about pornography, and how all of this ties together. What started it all was a, a uh, 11th Circuit Court of Appeals decision in the state of Alabama, or thereabouts, that essentially upheld an Alabama ban on the sale of sex toys. And their, their excuse was that there's no constitutional protection on the possession uh, or the sale of these products. So because it's not specifically written in the Constitution, according to the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals, or the Attorney General, because it's not explicitly written that you can sell sex toys, therefore it's constitutional to ban their sale. You know, you that, believe this logic? No, the, the logic is terrible, and it says that uh, you know any of the um, rights that are... Um, you know, not mentioned directly in these Bill of Rights should, uh, you know, be remanded to the states and the uh, people individually. And I, it seems to me that the right to own something should be remanded to the individual, not to the state. But unfortunately, in the writing of the Constitution, they just weren't explicit enough. They didn't, you know, they, they didn't realize it was going to come along that the... Uh, well, governments interpret uh, in favor of their power. I mean, it, I don't know. Even if they were more explicit, it might just be a matter of some Supreme Court saying, well, this Constitution is a little bit out of date, and we've decided to interpret it a little differently. It seems like what they've done with the uh, Second Amendment. It seems like there's no holes at all in the Second Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. But it has been. But it absolutely has been. In and almost if you don't all like 50 it, states. You're going to jail. 800-259-9231. Still want to hear from someone who believes that self-pleasure is immoral and can explain to me why. Let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Brother Cletus in St. Louis. You're on Free Talk Live <laughs> with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Hello, Brother Cletus. Well, I've been listening to the program. Thank you. And I, I think that what we have is is that we have a situation where we're trying to circumvent the original law, which is God's law. Okay. Okay, and in the struggle that I see that we have in our communities and throughout the United States and the world is whose laws reign in the affairs of man? That's okay. the decision that we're trying to trying to adjust here. Well, the Supreme Court is going to say this, the lower courts are saying this, but we never, never get back to the main thing. The main thing is God's laws. Do me a favor, supreme. do me a favor real quick. Turn down your radio or, or whatever your that internet is. connection or, or whatever okay. it is. Back there, because I can I can hear us uh, in the background. It's a little bit confusing. Now, you're talking about the uh, the difference between uh, God's law, so-called, which of course I'm an atheist, so doesn't really matter much to me what God's law is, uh, and man's law. And so, are you essentially telling us, uh, Brother Cletus? And I don't even know if you're on the phone right now. Yeah. But are you essentially telling us that uh, pornography? is immoral and should be legislated against, or are you saying that uh, the legislation should stay, a legislator should stay out of this and leave it between the individuals and their gods? Well, you know, 
we have a situation here in the state of Missouri, okay? There was a fella who was just caught with two kids that he had kidnapped. Right. Two boys. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm listening. Okay, but here here we go. We got a situation where people are trying to decide on their own what they want to do. And every time that we do that, there we end up getting ourselves in trouble. You know, okay. we I don't think get... anybody's advocating kidnapping here. I don't well, know. Well, I understand that there, but he wanted to have his fun, his pleasure. Well, yeah, but kidnapping hurts somebody, and um, pornography oh, I doesn't. See. Some laws that we break hurt people, and some laws that we break only hurt ourselves. No, okay, no, well, you can, now you can make it, an argument that porn hurts uh, hurts you or self pleasuring hurts you, but uh, that's that's your personal opinion, and I personally believe differently. Right. Whereas but, there's no doubt that kidnapping or molestation or murder or rape definitely hurts another person. But see, we're talking about degrees of of law. No, we aren't. We're not talking about degrees. We're talking about um, yourself versus harming another. Right. That's not an issue of degrees. That's something entirely different. So it's a is it. <sighs> I'm having a little bit of trouble understanding you, Brother Cletus. Are you saying it should be illegal to uh, to self-pleasure? Are you saying it should be illegal to no, uh, watch porn? Anything, anything that's a violation of God's law, we need to do away with. We need to do away with it by making man laws? No, just by abiding in God's laws. Okay, but once, what if someone doesn't do that, abide? We have a under- huh? But what if someone doesn't abide? For instance, the pornography industry, by example, is a multi-billion dollar industry. There are millions of individuals who are both creating and consuming pornography. I don't think that you're going to just be able to convince them to rein it in anytime soon. So you're in, right. You're right. In so that case, what do you propose to do? Well, eventually. People get caught up in their own sin, and they have to suffer the consequences. Like what? What consequences are you talking about? Well, that uh, in dealing with God's law, when you break God's law, guess what? The end result is death. You know. Uh, well, we're sin. all going to die eventually, Brother Cletus, unless the transhumanists actually succeed in extending life eternally. Uh, but we're all going to die, presumably. So. Well, we're all going to pass on from this world, and. We're all going to eventually spend eternity somewhere. Uh huh. And and because of the choices we make, there's so where we end up where we end up. Thank you. And I will take. I'm more than happy to take that particular risk. I am an atheist, for instance, and so therefore I'm more than happy to take that risk that uh, when I die, I'm going to go and do a, take a nice long dirt nap instead of go and see some sort of uh, godly uh, tribunal. And so you and I might disagree on what happens after we pass away here on Earth, but I still haven't yet been able to get a straight answer from you, or unless I, I've gotten one and I've missed it, guys. Uh, I haven't been able to get a straight answer from Somewhat you ubiquitous. on what you want to do in regards to people watching porn here on Earth. You just want to sit back and let it happen and let let God decide down the line? Is that what you're saying? Well, I think that the church has failed to show up for the battle. And because of that, we have certain things that go on in our, in our community, such as that, abortion, and other things that are just devastating to this whole country. Are you suggesting, sir, that if the church has failed, so-called, that the government should pick up the ball and start uh, running with it? It's not the government's responsibility. So therefore, you would agree with me, then, that uh, pornography should not be illegal, for the possession, the sale thereof, the creation well, yeah, thereof? Well, I say the pornography and any other thing 
such as that, dear, should be banned. Wait, didn't you just say that you should leave it up to God? That the government doesn't have anything to do with it? Well, I said it's the church responsibility to clean do you up think the that Jesus? Do you think that Jesus would ban pornography? Uh, I think he would. You think he would? If Jesus, oh. if Jesus um, got to be in charge, the same guy that said um, you who are well, with... Well, he's the, already banned it. He's already done decided what the laws ought to be. No, he hasn't. Well, you know, I'm sure he has. It's Look, he came word. out and told people you can't, you know, not to throw stones at this woman unless, you know, you, you until you've taken care of your house. Clean yourself up before you worry about somebody else. But, you know, the he, reason why he, he went into the that. temple and he flipped over the tables of the money lenders and the people that were defiling his temple. I mean, yes, Jesus is all concerned about his, um, you know, doing things right within his house. But he's not really concerned with other people who don't want to be in charge. I mean, Jesus came a, against the Pharisees who had their whole morality and their laws all mixed up. And I think that that's, to me, that sounds like you. You mean he's a, he sounds like a Pharisee? Right. You, you sound like what Jesus came to speak out against. To me. How's that? Because You're you trying to want control to use others. laws to control other people's behavior. Jesus wouldn't have done that. You're sick, man. You want to ban people from doing things that uh, don't he would have harm told anyone you, else. Because, I mean, that's, that's violence. And he would have told you, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't you go throwing those stones until you've yeah. got your craps cleared what, up. Do you think it's okay to use violence on people that aren't harming others? Brother Cletus? You think that's no, okay? Well, that's what you just advocated. You advocated right a ban people. on porn. More on the way. Hang on, Brother Cletus. We'll bring you back. Because you're interested. This is Free Talk Live. If you want to talk to him, call in. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain here, but just enough time for your call. If you make it now, we'll try to sneak you in. 800-259-9231. The pack at 8.net. Toll Freeline. Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com, inviting you to experience all of the features there totally free. Those other radio talk show hosts, they want to charge you for access to their websites. We've got more stuff for free at freetalklive.com than any other radio talk show host website out there. And we have yet to be uh, disproven on that claim. So enjoy the website. It's on us. But if you like what we're doing, if you like the website content, you like Free Talk Live, you want to help the show out, then become a Free Talk Live amplifier like over 300 of our listeners have decided to do by going to amp.freetalklive.com. It stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. The concept is simple. You can help support this show by sending us $3 a month on a voluntary basis. You'll get some perks like access to the amplifier-only call-in lines and more. But the purpose is to help us promote Free Talk Live. We take that money in, and we turn it around into purchasing industry advertisements. Uh, we buy uh, radio industry advertising to get more stations on board with the show. We, for instance, also buy Internet advertisements to get more individuals listening through their Internet connections, and therefore spreading the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible. It's working. Get the details. AMP. .freetalklive.com. Great way to support the show. That's amp.freetalklive.com. We're going back to Brother Cletus. Uh, he's on from St. Louis. And, uh, Brother Cletus, we've been exploring with you this idea of uh, por pornography being immoral. Now, you believe it's immoral, and it took me a well, while it, it, to... It now, hold on a second. It took me a while to extract this from you, because I had to ask a bunch of questions to get you to admit to it. But you, uh, you think that there should be a ban... A government ban, a law passed against well, pornography. Well, it not necessarily have to be a government ban, but banned by all people. Well, that's not going to happen. Good. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen unless you make it well, a government ban. I understand ban. that, there. So you've and got billions of, that, of dollars. There, we have the problems that we have. You know, we have more because problems. Because of porn? 
What's that? Because of porn? Well, because of things similar to that. Anything that's bad, evil, that's... That, porn that, is that, evil? That's, uh, yeah, that's ungodly. What, what's ungodly about porn? I mean, it's people having sex. Well, that's, there's nothing more it, godly than that, in my opinion. God created sex, right? He created the penis and the vagina, didn't he? He most certainly did. Uh-huh. All right. For the content of marriage only. Yeah, sure. All right, so... Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> I told you, once you get to this moral question, this is where you're going to be. So... You think that uh, all of society should reject pornography, but now we 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 both agree that's not going to happen. It's a multi-billion-dollar industry. There's a lot of money to be made in porn, and uh, plus a lot of guys just really like to look at it, and girls, some girls. Um, so that's not it's not going away by society's decision. So therefore, you do support government bans on porn. I say if they put a ban on it, I'll support it. So therefore, you support throwing someone in a cold jail cell um, for having a uh, a pornography DVD in their house. Doesn't that seem a little sick to you? Doesn't that seem a little wrong, a little immoral? Isn't it immoral to take somebody away from their family and their friends and their job and their life and throw them in a prison cell because they have well, a DVD? Well, such are the consequences of sin. You know, when you have sin... No, no, that's not a consequence of sin. That's a consequence of breaking a man-created law, sir. A man-created law that you support. So therefore, you support violence against your porn-viewing neighbors. There's a good chance that somebody in your neighborhood is watching a porn video right now. You support the, the police coming into their house, kicking in a door, throwing them on the floor, and throwing, uh, taking them to a jail cell. You support that. Doesn't that seem sick to you? Well, the Bible does say the wages of sin is death. What does that mean? Well, d does that give you the right, though, to get a sharp stick and stab them to death with it if you see them doing what you consider to be, st to be sin? I don't have that authority. No, you don't, and neither does the government. Because God did not give it to them. God did not ordain these people. They're just men like you and I, and right. they don't they have They were it. elected by their peers. And so you don't, if you don't have that authority, neither does your peer and neither does all, do all the people. The, the, our government officials are given their power by the well, people, not by me, God. It seems to me that there are certain things that we do not want in our community that's not Who good the hell for is us. We? And, there, and there are certain things in our community... That Wait a we minute. want to close a Cletus, blind eye to. Cletus, you don't speak for everybody. You say, we don't want this, we don't want that. Well, you and your church members may not want it, but my friends and I do want it. So how do you rectify that? Well, I guess you just stay to your sick old ways then. Well, you, All right, I want to go to the phones, Cletus. We've got people that want to talk to you. Okay. Let's, go to, uh, uh, let's first go to Brandon in Japan. You're on Free Talk Live with Cletus. Brother Cletus. Hey, Good morning, guys. How are you doing? Good morning, hey. sir. What's uh, what are your what are your comments or questions for Brother Cletus? Yeah, not too. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, Cletus, I have a question for you. You were talking about uh, uh, the morality and what Jesus said in the Bible. Um, do you feel that you are an instrument of God's justice? Not necessarily. Okay. Uh, do you feel that you have the one true interpretation of what Jesus said? I believe that God has revealed himself real and tangible within my life. Okay. Can you provide to me any concrete evidence other than just your say-so that would prove to me conclusively that your judgment is better than mine and therefore you have the right and the validity to enforce your value set over mine? Okay, repeat that question again. Yeah, it was, it's worth repeating. That was an excellent question. Please do it again. Sure. 
can you can you prove to me conclusively, other than just your say so, that you have uh, the one true interpretation of G- of what Jesus said, and therefore have the right to impose your value set over mine uh, through force or otherwise? Well, that is a tough question to answer there. Yeah, because he backed you into a corner. Good job, Brandon. Thanks for the call. Appreciate well, it. Well, it's, it's not necessarily backed me in a corner, but the the thing of it is, is that we see throughout time, throughout ages where God has set judgment up on the land on different places like Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, I mean, even when his own people, the Israelites, were not following his laws and failed to uh, follow him. Uh, I'd like to note you've yet to answer Brandon's question. You you can't actually answer his question because you're just another man like him. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Gary in Connecticut, you're on the line with Brother Cletus. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, Gary. Um, yeah, you know, as a fellow Christian, I mean, to answer that guy's question in Japan, basically, you got to, you know, for me, it's all about the Bible. You know, you got certain laws in the Bible you got to follow, but you just, you know, you can't really judge people. You got to let them, you know, if they want to do what they want to do, you know, you so, got to preach the gospel to them. That's what we're supposed to do. So you don't claim, even though you claim to understand the Bible, you as a Christian don't want to violently enforce your moral set on others. Well, no, you're supposed. Well, what we're supposed to do as Christians is we're supposed to preach the gospel. So I would agree. you say now, then? Okay, I'd agree with that. Now, so then you I would say it's not like, right. Por- you know, pornography. Like you know, my biggest problem with pornography is is the kids, the young kids that see this stuff on on the internet. Mm-hmm. That's my biggest problem with it. Well, don't they? They, they do have uh, now. When you have a kid, it's your responsibility to take care of that kid, to feed it, to make sure it doesn't run out I in the street and get that, run over by a car. And they do have things on the, on the internet, internet that, that, that protect you know I mean? against children, um, you know, seeing that kind of stuff. There's right, that's true. But surf it's very, and, I, you know how the internet is. Come on. I mean, it's difficult. No, I know to, how kids are. Children were looking at porn before the internet existed. That much is true. Now, um, now, but well, I want to point out a, a significant difference, and I'd like to uh, to have Brother Cletus address this. Now, Brother Cletus, you're on the line with another uh, self-professed Christian, Gary, in in Connecticut, and Gary has pointed out that he believes in evangelizing and talking about uh, Christian Christianity, but he doesn't think that he should throw people in a jail cell if they don't necessarily agree. How do you feel about that, Brother Cletus? Well, I believe that uh, he has a right to feel the way he does. So you just want some of, some of us feel a little bit stronger about God's laws than others. Yeah, you, so you know, so, I mean, so strong yeah, you want to throw someone Cletus, in a prison you know, cell. He made some good points about you know you, you look at the laws in the Old Testament and God was just you know but then you know you look when Jesus came and and these guys are making some good points you know you know what Jesus told us to do is is to to love the sinner but hate the sin you know what I mean so. Absolutely. You don't love somebody. Decision, Guys, I'm, we're out of time. I'm sorry, Gary. Of, of thank you for the call. Stars. I appreciate hearing from you, and thank you, uh, Brother Cletus. You don't love somebody by taking them away from their family. You don't love somebody by destroying their lives, giving them a criminal record, throwing them in a prison cell. That is not love. Let's go uh, just for final thoughts to the amplifier line. It's Matt in, oh, he's gone. So I don't think that dis- uh, defines love. I mean, am I wrong about this, guys? It doesn't seem like it to me. I mean, I... You know, the government and morality do not belong together. I understand 
why it is that people are tempted to do it. I know that they consider these things wrong, so therefore, since uh, we have the opportunity to vote on a law against it one way or the other or something like that, the you know, actually in a representative form, that we should vote. stand against it. But no, um, sorry, this is a country of a bunch of different people, and we have to be able to have religious freedom. That much is true. Government and morality certainly uh, don't belong together, and unfortunately, government is inevitably immoral, as Mark uh, from Las Vegas pointed out earlier. You can't get away from the immorality of using force on your neighbors when they've never harmed anyone else. It's been Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. We'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.